Hey, this is Justin with the Fun Audio Video once again. Hey, hold up, man. This is the second. Actually, no, this is the third time you forgot about me. But we've only had two podcasts. How is it the third time? So technically, the other time doesn't exist, which makes this only the second it time. It still happened in my life. All right. Well, hey, this is a short, that's what we call the Hey Guys moment, like, hey guys, it's a quick question, and then I answer Tony, I ask Tony a question, he asks me a question, I try to keep it short, Tony always keeps it short because he's the silent Bob of the situation, so most of the time he'll be smiling and nodding. Hi, I'm Justin. And I'm Tony. And this is the Digital Soapbox, Digitally Speaking Podcast, still searching for a name, if you have a better name, please let us know, that's especially something that's easier to say, like. Title is going to take up the whole podcast. I know. It's like it's like you can. Hi, my name is Bob. You know why? Why don't we just call the podcast Bob? All right. So bring your own booze. This is oh, what, wait, that would be BYOB. I'm this sorry. is this is this is the <laughs> Hey Guys moment. Uh, the Hey Guys moment. Tony, the Hey Guys moment question of the day that we received is: What was your light bulb moment? Yeah, it can be multiples, it can be one, it can be two or three. What was the moment where you as a child, where you were older and saw something for the first time, uh, where audio changed your life? What was the system that changed your life? How, what were you watching? Uh, and how did it affect you? Um, back in the day, back when... Um, like like uh, Pioneers? No, not like in the pioneer days. How old do you think I am? Plasma screen television days? <laughs> Before okay. that. Okay, got it. No, what my moment was is back back in the 80s, to give you a time frame now, um, 104.1, a radio station here in Houston. Is that the same as KRBE? Is that different? That's the same. So, yes, same 104 thing. KRBE, right. yes. Okay. Um, and there used to be, like, this guy named Adam Smasher and all that. Uh, yeah, anyway. Yep, yep. Okay. Remember. So those guys, you know, you know um, back when you get your 104 power card and all that. <laughs> yes. Anybody that's listening now knows exactly how old I am. Oh, wow. I'll let okay. you guess. Yeah. But anyway. So um, back when Ferris Bueller's Day Off came out, they... One of the DJs, I'm assuming it was one of the DJs there, um, put together this mix of the song, Oh Yeah, I think it was called Oh Yeah, you know, the, the chicka song. Oh yeah, bold, 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 yeah. Okay, so they put that out. Okay. But in this song, they took samples from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. And mixed, and mixed them into it. Oh, cool. So it was like, oh, all right, I got you. So they put movie clips and come to think about it, Yeah, and come to think all about right. it now, it actually might have been the song from the end of the movie because they did that at the end of the movie too, but it didn't sound the same as that one. Right. But anyway, okay. they did that and all, and I was like, I, you know, I want to like mix music. Like okay. I want to I want to put stuff together that, that like... That like, Well, yeah, and if you... Well, never take the time but if you listen to me actually mix instead of just play jukebox you'd hear that like i do that all the time i put stuff together that people are like why did you choose to put those two tracks together they work great but why did you do it and, uh, and i'm like well i'm just giving you a preview into my brain 
And if that scares you, then you don't want to go any deeper. So was it? So it was a song. It was an audio track you heard on the radio. Yeah. Okay. So what? At what moment did you see a system that totally just rocked your world? That just kind of like, oh wow, I've never seen or heard anything like this. At what age? What level did that happen? Probably when I was at the Vatican in Houston, okay. which is not a church. It was an old movie theater. <laughs> in fact, it was a movie theater. Is it a restaurant now? Uh, I don't it? even think it's around anymore. Oh, okay. I think it, it was one of the places that ended up getting torn down. Gotcha. Um, but I went to the Vatican and I saw this band called KMFDM. Okay. And um, Super familiar with You know, them. I was walking around the venue waiting for the the show to start and all that and i saw the section where the soundboard was and i was like oh Oh, buttons i I like buttons i want to learn how all of that works wow and um you know so that's interesting so for you is more of a mechanical thing not necessarily you you didn't hear something that changed your life you were like "Ooh, buttons or yeah i did i I like the song i like to put i like to put stuff in a bowl and mix it so it was more of an artistic thing less a oh that's the hundred thousand dollar speakers those are amazing type of thing so what what audio system did you hear that just totally knocked you down was that at that concert or was the mixer board you're more distracted with the i want to know how to use the mixer board man you know over the years i've heard so many different types of speakers that at this point I can't even tell you, I can tell you now what uh, sounds good, but back then, like, what was like, oh my god, like, that is like the sound I was looking for, I can't tell you that. Okay. I know, it's just, nothing has ever, you know, up until the past probably, you know, since I started working here, mm-hmm. you know, stuck out to me like that, except for maybe when I worked for um, the garbage company down the street. <laughs> GC. Yeah. Um, the garbage company. When I when I worked for the garbage company, and if anybody uh, here knows who I am, they know who the, the garbage company is. I, I know. I, I, uh, that's the new name for it. But for, uh, um, when I worked at the garbage company, there was a, a company that made speakers called Atom. Like the, no, like the name Atom, not we're made of Atoms. Yep. Um, A-D-A-M. And, yeah, Atom. Um, and they had a speaker called the A7. Okay. And those speakers sounded amazing. And, you know, this is where me and you don't really align because you don't really like ribbon tweeters. Yep. But these had ribbon tweeters, and it took, with those particular speakers, and I, and I don't know if you've heard those, You maybe you, may, you might hear those and you might change your mind as far as that particular speaker is involved. But, um... Do you let me pause right there? Do you like ribbon tweeters? I like those speakers. It's not. It's not particularly like ribbon those tweeters. Speakers. Yes, just like those, those just speakers. happen to it have was the ribbon full tweeters. complete package. Yeah, it right. was that speaker. Okay. And what I liked cool. about that, so that we understand why I like that speaker, is because it had. Man, this if this guy was still alive, he'd kick my ass for this. It had a more Fuller sounding. It was more filling. It was more filling. Yeah, more filling. <laughs> now you know that's that's just me being an asshole. 
Yeah. The, the, I, I used to have this pitch when I was telling people about these speakers, is these speakers had a fuller sound so to them. So it was them. the Bud Light effect, taste great, less filling. Got yeah, it. It, you yeah. know, it had an even sound filled between your highs, mids, and your lows. There was no masking, there was no, you know, you just could hear everything through it. And the joke that me and Justin just, you know, fulfilled there with the more filling sound, there was a guy that he took what I said, a fuller sound, and he changed it to more filling. And then there was this other guy that we worked with named Bobby, and he was like, man, I don't need to go to lunch today because I'm full off of eating these speakers. They're so filling. <laughs> anyway, so the garbage company was fun to work so for in, at times. So in the home <laughs> audio world, you've been in the home audio world for eight, seven years now? Eight years now? Uh, no, I haven't been here that long. Oh, hasn't don't age me that long? much, man. Okay. Um, it's been about five what years. What is your, uh, have you had an experience here that's kind of just, like wow okay that's see that's where like here i would sit there and say um we brought in the folk house speakers and those had what i was used to hearing and which was a flat true response where they're not boosting the highs or, or you know um boosting the lows it was just it's just a speaker that what you put into it is what you get out Interesting. Yeah, no, that's so, so... I mean, I know to, that... To recap, it's it's more of a mechanical thing for you. It's more of an artistic thing for you that got you interested into this crazy world where you should have ran as fast as you can. Um, cool, yeah. That's okay. I drive a Pathfinder. It's cool. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, well, yeah, you're used to running as fast as you That, that illustrates yeah. the point you just illustrates, made. Illustrates, yeah, illustrates the point that, that we just we just hit on there. Um, wow. So, for me, there's several key moments in my life that, that I remember that I wanted to hear more. You know, I, I have a really good friend still talk to him in fact i think i just talked to him yesterday a really good friend of mine uh, by the name of dan estes and when i was a kid i was the kid that would wander into where he worked that was circuit city and back yeah now that's really dating back well well no you know circuit city i mean that ended up getting bought by the same people that own guitar center and then they ran it out of and business. they ran out of business yeah so danny actually worked uh at, at circuit city and he was the audio guy you know he was he was the audio guy and he worked in home audio and and in a different uh, i don't remember if it was just home audio or not but but he showed me a few pairs of speakers uh one was by infinity infinity bookshelf speakers and towers in fact i think my brother jared bought a pair of those uh and a pair of dcms i think because he was trying was to infinity or affinity infinity with an i yeah um and it was uh it, it wasn't anything special it was polymer polymer driver and i think aluminum dome or maybe even polymer dome 
I don't know. I don't remember back then. But, you know, and I learned a little bit about brands like Onkyo. And, you know, back then Onkyo was a huge thing. Uh, Denon was a huge thing. And it was more uh, surround sound was just kind of rounding the corner. I don't think it had made it yet. And, and but more of uh, it was more hi-fi and stereo where you were just plugging your TV into a stereo system with subwoofers back then and less less more about less atmospheric and, and things like that but I knew from that moment and I was a kid I mean I was probably uh, 10 9 10 years old something like that and and listen to to he and he would what was interesting is he would uh, he would take the time, and I don't know if he was actually busy or not, but he would always take the time to show me different things. So it was just, you know, and that's kind, that's the way I behave even now when a kid walks into this store. Uh, I, we, you know, you'll see me stop what I'm doing and go field the questions, even though in most cases we know um, he's never going to buy anything, you know, or he or she is never going to buy anything. But it's just, it was the general interest of a kid seeing things that 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 they've never seen before and you know who knows maybe that will crash course a trajectory somewhere in his life you never know so that would be my first moment my second moment was a friend of mine uh, by the name of Gary uh, his parents uh, lived in Friendswood and and they were uh, for some reason, they had bought, purchased an audio system. In fact, I, I think Dan actually sold them the components for it. I don't know. I'd have to double-check that. But uh, there was a specific brand of speaker called Magnapan. And Magnapan was an electrostatic speaker, very strange, ribbon-style, flat, had-to-be-placed-the-right-spot speaker. And I just remember the sound being 15 feet tall. You know, and it was just larger than life. And I remember watching Star Wars, the Death Star scene where they're, you know, going through the trench and the tunnel, even before surround sound was even a thing. You know, it was just two speakers and two subwoofers. And it was just, it was, it blew my mind. And, and, um, so most of my start was theater aspect. You know, my brother Jared and I used to cobble together all kind any speaker we could find and hook it up to any piece of crud we could find. And, and, and just to, you know, to create surround sound, you know, and, you know, we were making speaker brackets out of tie wraps and staples and hanging 15 pound speakers from the, the corners of the room till this day in my parents' house, there's probably still tie wraps and staples where speakers were hanging uh, or nails or screws were hanging. I don't know how they hung because I don't even, we don't even, didn't even know what a stud finder was back then, but um, they did magically and and uh, so really Jared Jared and Danny were actually the ones that created the movie bug for me with surround sound you know Jason was more of a stereo guy he had uh, a large platform type of CD player back then with two giant speakers and I don't think he had a sub I think he just had speakers with really big drivers and that he would crank to a hundred you know, and, and go from there. So most of my start had to do with cinema, had to do with movies, uh, had to do with um, uh, going to the movies. But I was very much like you. I could have cared less what movie I was watching, but more about 
how to make sausage, you know, how, how it all worked. What was the, what, what, what made a subwoofer a subwoofer and what created the audio track and what this and what that, you know, and, and I had a very different path in my life where, you know, I was studying to be an automotive technician and got the degree in that. And then I decided, oh no, I'm going to go be an ophthalmologist and had to go take a weird film class as an elective to finish up my degree. And then the teacher hit a button and the screen came down, the projector came down, the speakers went and motorized from the ceiling. And I was like, uh, I want to do that. Kind of like you, when you saw the giant board, it's like, that's what I want to do, you know? So, um, but, but I would say my holy cow moment was probably between infinity and Magnapan. It was, it focused somewhere. And then, then I became obsessed. You know, I learned a lot about bows, uh, and how their reflective technology worked. Uh, I learned about you either love clips or you hate clips type of things just because you never really like it. It's just a, an acquired sound that you either really enjoy or you really hate. And uh, But I learned a lot from Dan. You know, learned a lot from him. And he, he's, he is funny when he listens to this, he's probably going to laugh because that he'll remember it. He'll remember that kid that walked in the store with his older brother and we would just stare at speakers all day that we could never afford. And very much like what happens here on the day-to-day -day basis all the time. So that's why I'm always very patient with, with, with situations like that. So it's kind of a cool. Now, what's interesting as a musician I did not get into two-channel audio until much later. Um, in fact, it was when I worked here, started working here back in 2011, and I could have cared less. I, I thought two-channel was like, who wants to listen to stereo when you can have 11 speakers? You know, and it's like, who, who wants to do that? That's, why, that's dumb. Why would you want to do that? Uh, but this kid, of all people, this younger kid, uh, named Mitch. He used to work here. He was kind of like my sales protege. I was teaching him how to uh, design and and but he had this audiophile bug where he was obsessed with two channel. He just he wanted to ask him what he wanted to do. He said, "I want to be a speaker builder and I want to learn how to make speakers." And just he was a very mechanical kid. You know, very awesome uh, kid. Um, but he kept bugging me he kept coming to my office and hey boss hey boss come and listen to this come and listen to this and i and i'd go in there and i'd be like man mitch i don't want to listen to it i've heard two channel music i've heard stereo before i don't want to i don't care you know I'm, I'm working and he's like no 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 you gotta come listen to this so at this point in time we had a pair of sonus faber uh cremona threes in here which is about a five foot tall speaker really big bigger speaker for sonus faber in the, their category and i said all right if you will find if you will mitch if you will leave me alone i will listen to two channel audio it was a green eggs and ham moment you know if you will if you will leave, let me be i will eat them and you will see so it was one of those things and and uh, so I went to the, the big cinema and we had, we had Paradigm in there and we had Sonus Faber and I, I can't remember the other brand that we had had in there at that time. But, but the, most of what we were showing for two channel was, was Faber, which is a phenomenal two channel speaker. I uh, wish they liked us more, but it's, it's okay. Um, yeah, I said it. The, <laughs> but uh, 
I said, you know what, uh, play Little Wing by Stevie Ray Vaughan. So he pulled out of his laptop and, and on his FLAC file hard drive, he found Little Wing by Stevie Ray Vaughan. And the second I started listening to it, I was like, darn it, you know, there's a 60-cycle hum somewhere in the room. So I was literally crawling on the floor, unplugging power cables and plugging it back in, trying to get rid of this nasty hum. And Mitch just died laughing. He just, he was just, he was hysterically laughing. And he was like, what are you doing? And I said, I'm looking, I was like, dude, can you not hear that? There's a 60 cycle hum in the room. We got to get rid of it. Otherwise, nobody's going to buy anything out of this room. And he goes, no, man, that's the recording. And I was like, what? I said, no, put it on a different song. So he put it on something else. And it, sure enough, 60 cycle was gone. Put it on that song. So what I was hearing for the first time in my now at this point adult life i was uh just in my 30s you know um or just about to turn the corner of 30 uh heard the dreaded single coil pickup of a fender stratocaster that stevie ray vaughn used to play on and 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 that was the you as an audio engineer know this and it's that's the hardest thing to do is get that that's why the humbucker was created was to get rid of the buzz it was the positive and negative coil that canceled each other out and that's why it got rid of the hum that's why i called a humbucker so uh and it warmed up the tonality but it was for the first for the first time I mean, i'd heard it on an actual guitar with three single coil pickups but i'd never heard it on his guitar and you have to have really good equipment to be able to pick those subtleties and those tonalities up. And from that point on, I was, all right, let me see this hard drive. I want to hear this. I want to hear that. I want to hear, I probably spent the, the rest of the day listening to music that I'd listened to a thousand times on that particular pair of speakers and then switch back and forth with the other, the Paradigm versus the Sonos Faber versus the whatever the other heck oh deaf tech i think it was which you know that's more of a movie speaker but it was just you know i kept going one two three one two three you know back and forth back then we had a speaker selector on the wall where we could do that really quick <laughs> and and so it was just it was an eye-opening moment that i didn't know this stuff existed you know of course that system back then was probably 30 to you know, $40,000, which even today, I probably still wouldn't spend that kind of money on, on stuff like that. But uh, that's bad for business. I shouldn't say that, but I just, it's just, it's not as important to me, but as a musician, it's very hard. That's why I've always leaned more toward movies because it's very hard for me to listen to, to music in a lot of ways, because I hear, over-engineered perfection and it bugs me you know i want to hear the frets buzz i want to hear the voice crack I, because that's real to me you know when you when you go listen to a movie it's all it, it's not real none of it's real it's all interpreted it's all interpreted sound it's it's some guy punching a horse saddle or slapping a horse saddle and that's a punch you know have you ever noticed that every harrison ford movie that you've ever seen has the same punch sound when he hits somebody that's because it's the same sound you know and it's it's, it's all interpretations of sound none of it's actually sound you know it's it's if i hit you in the face right now it's not going to sound like that you know want to say in real life and it'll hurt a whole lot more than it does in a movie so 
So yeah, no, I would say that would be my light bulb moment, you know, so I had a few. I had some as a kid and then I had some as as a uh, as an adult, you know, and and but what so what was your light bulb moment with with cuz you're a giant avid movie collector. What was your light bulb moment with movies? I mean, what what would you say, you know, what was your hey guys moment? Christmas, the year that Gremlins came out. Oh, okay. That was, what, 84, 85, something like that. Somewhere around there. Yeah. Um, so you were a kid, just a little kid. Yeah. Did, 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 didn't your one of your relatives own a video store at that point? Not yet. My not grandmother yet. didn't own a video store yet. That would have been point. the coolest grandmother. That's. Oh, yeah, that was great. <laughs> like, man, when we would go up to visit there, like, it's... We were at the video store when it closed so we could get whatever we wanted. Because as long... We had to wait until they closed on Friday right, night. Right, right. But... They had to run out of movies and then you could get yeah. the scraps. Yeah. Well, not Friday night, but Saturday night. Right. Where then, you know, whatever whatever at the end of Saturday night we wanted to watch because they weren't even open on Sunday. Right. So that's why we had Was to wait video games a thing back then too? Yes, my grandparents oh, rented wow. out Nintendo systems. So you could get any video game you wanted to or have any Yeah, because there was there was already Nintendo at the house. We just, you know were they local? That was in New Somerville. New Somerville. Where is New Somerville? Um that is up in East Texas. All right. Um, pass a love game. My head would have exploded if I had a relative that owned a video store. I would just... Oh, I dude, would've... when when it closed, when my grandparents finally closed it, um, they tried selling the movies and all, and yep. they didn't have a lot of success selling them and all. Yeah. So then we got to, like, family members could come get whatever we wanted. Right. I, I filled up the trunk of an Oldsmobile. Wow. With See, movies. that... <laughs> You know, I think we covered that in in one of our podcasts, but I I remember, uh, maybe not the one that's actually going to make it out, that was the third one that he talks about. Um, I remember as a child uh, when my dad bought Star Wars on VHS. I I remember that, you know, plain as day. I remember the moment. I remember the – I can still tell you what the box looks like. What's like? With the 20th Century Fox logo on it, by the way. Uh, he still has it. It's probably his home collection somewhere. But he, back then, even the cases were plastic. They well, yeah, weren't even I was gonna they say, weren't even paper back then. They were big plastic right. and things. I, I was going to say for Christmas, not this past Christmas, but the Christmas before, I found at Walmart a VHS cassette box, like what you were talking about, right. the plastic box that had Gremlins on it, and inside it, it looked like a VHS cassette, and I was like. I have to have that for my tree. Gotta have it. Yeah, no. I was like, because that reminds me of that year we got our first yeah. VHS machine, and we bought Gremlins was our first VHS. So we had that movie. We had Tron. Tron was another movie we had on VHS. And VHSs were not cheap back then. They were Thank, very Thanks to that VHS machine, I became a very um, fond fan of Elvira. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Every movie that she did the introduction to, you were I saw it. at least 50 times. At least 50 times. Yeah, we won't go And in. then I even had a poster that my dad bought me for 
my room that it was of her in a one piece and it said moon bathing. See, I only remember, I remember her from, didn't she do Doritos or Bud Light commercials? Oh yeah, at one some time point. she's done all That's all of I stuff. remember. I remember her Up being, until a couple of years ago, she was doing Hotsbury Farm Halloween every year. Typically you would, I was going to say, typically you saw her on Halloween commercials. But yeah, no, I just, I just remember... My light bulb moment was was movies for me. It was more movies than music, uh, mainly because music just is a different. Music's a different avenue for an actual um, musician, and it's just it's just overall um, a different journey. Oh, you know, there was the time that um, for school I had to record. Um, like a report we could record a report instead of standing in front of the class because he's standing in front of people oh so create a video so, okay. no 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 no, no. Oh, it was no. Uh, it was on my cassette deck oh. I recorded it on there but then after that my family had you know the furniture style TV with the speakers on each yep. side and yep. all that Cricric console so we had one of those and because I was more worried about the sound I could the I one could, where you I push could, the TV yes. remote and it pops out. No, ours didn't even have the remote. No, not the remote. I you just the push remote. the board. Oh, yeah, and it flipped down. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I then took that cassette recorder and I put it up against the speakers and I recorded the movies so that then when I was outside with my Walkman riding around the neighborhood, I could listen to the movie, but I could envision it in my head. What was the movie? You were, what was your favorite? The then? first movie. The first movie I ever did that That's on cool. was um, was uh, Crocodile Dundee. Really? Yeah. So I was so here. I was blown away with recording in general. I thought recording uh, was fascinating to me. My my dad had a VHS recorder, so it had two decks where you could put one in and speed record another one, which was frowned upon back in the day. Um, but but it did exist. And then uh, he also had the big, remember the big magnet you plugged in and you could put it on the VHS tape and it erased it and then you could record over it. <laughs> there was that type of thing that it, that, that dad had that. So dad was, con- I think my dad was probably the intro to my obsession with AV, you know, and how things worked and the light bulb moment for me. Cause I, I again, I wanted to know how it worked, how, how, how um you know i remember when uh, a cassette got uh jammed in the vcr and my dad popped the top of it off and he would put the cassette in you got to see the little door flap up so when you put a cassette in the door flaps up and you got to actually see the film stretch over the wheels and where it would get jammed is those wheels would collect dirt and then that's what would cause Better the they tape would magnetize to slow down. and it would stick to them Right, you know, and that's what caused the tape to slow down. So you had to clean those quite a bit, and I, I was just, I was fascinated by all that stuff. So, uh, which is why I, we do what we do now. But yeah, no, I would say my light bulb moment, you know, and I've listened to all kinds of things and seen all kinds of things in the industry, but very few moments stopped me in my tracks. The first time I saw high definition stopped me in my tracks. I was like, whoa, what is this? You know, the first thing I actually time i actually heard surround sound for the first time where i had stuff behind me and in front of me and and bass and you know things like that 
totally changed uh, totally changed the trajectory of of what I wanted to do and and just was fascinating to me. I wanted to know I wanted to be the guy that that built that. Now I don't want to be the guy that builds that. I want to show other guys how to build it so I don't have to. So, uh, <laughs> but you know that's just uh, part of being old or getting older. But yeah, no, I would say those are my light bulb moments. That's a cool story. I hadn't heard that story. I used to record movie soundtrack. I remember doing that with songs that I liked. You know, back in the I day, just recorded the whole movie. See, I see. I I would never thought of to do that. So I used we used to there used to because I just used my imagination to remember the scenes. Yeah, that's crazy. So I remember doing that with. Uh, so there used to be a. Uh, if you held the rabbit ears just right and held your leg out just right, there was a uh, a station on Channel Five. Oh yeah, the and music it, videos. It, music videos. And what we would do is we would take a tape recorder and hold it up to the TV speaker and record the music videos all day. You know, we would we would and we would get everything from Great White to Europe to uh, I remember back then it was Bat Dance so it was like 19 circa 1988 89 somewhere in there you know uh, uh, the the monkey song I remember doing that for the monkeys intro song you know and my brother Jason showed us how to do that he was like well if you like the song just here do this and then you know it's just you know and and as he was in his room with his computer and stuff like that so but yeah no that was my light bulb moment I, i've had several key moments i don't think I, I could narrow it down to one light bulb moment um and if i were if i were to have if i had to pick one moment out of all those it would have been when my dad bought star wars when he bought the vhs of star wars and came home with it and uh that and the the day he bought pac-man i thought my mom was gonna kill him when he bought the Pac-Man cartridge because it was so expensive back then. It was just crazy. So even my dad, as much as he hated video games when we were growing up, he actually played video games. <laughs> so on uh, on Atari, the Atari. My game was Demon Attack. Yeah, mine was the, I liked, uh, what was the the battle one? The, the one where you could either pick tanks or ships or this or that. You know, mine was... Uh, I had several. The what was it called? It was called Battle. Um, I don't remember. Doesn't matter. Anyway, uh, thank you for letting us bore you to tears today on our Hey Guys moment. That's Tony and I's light bulb moment. So now you get to little know a little bit more about where we're coming from uh, and where we're going. If you can figure out where we're going, just let us know because half the time we don't know where we're going. Or, you know, if you actually know what the garbage company is, leave, uh, leave a comment. Yeah, there, <laughs> you don't have to look too hard to know that one. So anyway. That's just uh, knowing me. <laughs> this is our pod, our Hey Guys podcast. Going to keep it a little shorter on the Hey Guys thing. It's just something to, to get your mind off the day-to-day, the, the daily grind about just silly topics about what we like to do. Uh, but if you have something you like to do, let us know. Leave a comment, like or subscribe on YouTube, Facebook, all the books. Uh, we're actually going to release this on, uh, I think, iTunes and then Spotify and then Tidal. So uh, as well, if you're that bored and you want to listen to us on all of them. 
please do. Uh, but if you have any critiques, questions, comments, where we should go, what we should do, what cliff we should jump off of, you let us know. Anyway, uh, whether... You really want us to jump off a cliff. We better be careful with that. Uh, well, that's true. Whether you're on a treadmill or a... Uh, a um, at your house or it's evening or morning or you're in your bathtub, hot tub, shower, couch, spaceship... Um, we didn't have a landing this time or uh, skateboard, whatever, whatever Mario you're doing. Kart. Mario, oh, there you go. I forgot. See, I was trying, I was struggling for Mario Kart. You guys have a great day. Stay tuned. We got more stuff coming at you very, very soon. We hope you've enjoyed this crazy little podcast and our little social experiment. Have a great day. I'm Justin. And I'm Tony. See, I didn't forget you this time. Well, there's a shocker all the time. Ah, there we go.